This is the Purpose Lab. Discipline. It's it's working when when nobody else is watching. Once you set that goal, you know you have to understand that each day you're either going to take a step towards that goal or away from that goal. You know, just getting in that uh, that the repetition of you know I want to when I wake up in the morning from when I put my head on that pillow at night, I want to take steps towards my goal. Here we go with another episode of The Purpose Lab. And just like always, I'm excited to have another successful failure who was willing to come on here and talk about how they use failure to ultimately get into position where they're achieving their life's wildest dreams. But it's all built on them being okay with failing their way to success. So I'm excited about this guest. We call him Big Cam. His name is Cam Bradfield, but we call him Big Cam. We've always called him Big Cam, even when he came back to get ready for his pro day and he was smaller cam running like a 4240 and the scouts was like who the heck is this i thought he was playing <laughs> offensive tackle and 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 we we was like no nah, he's a receiver now and so very excited <laughs> very excited to have this young man and i call him a young man because really just um grew up with him he grew up in front of my eyes to being the the husband and 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 father that he is now so i'm excited to have um Cam Bradfield join us on this episode of the Purpose Lab. How you doing, Big Cam? Man, I'm doing great. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Definitely, definitely. I, I wouldn't have um, felt right to do a show like this without having you because it's some unique features and some u- unique things that that I've learned from you that I'm excited for our guests to hear. And one of those things as we get rolling is, and let me start off by um, having you introduce yourself. What, 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 who are you and what's your superpower? Ooh, good question. Uh, so, I mean, uh, it's hard to follow up an introduction like that, but um, but yeah, you know, I've um, I've been been blessed to um, to kind of venture in in a, in a few different um, avenues. I've um, you know experienced some some successes and some um, I won't call them failures. I'll call them learning experiences. There we go um, along my journey. And um, man, I'm just I'm just happy to be here. Just um, just being a sponge, learning every day. And um, man, I'm just uh, just happy to see what we got in store today. Definitely. So let's touch on that a little bit. You said you don't call them failures. You call them learning experiences. Explain that to me. So, you know, anything in ha- anything that happens to you in life, you know, you you uh, can kind of choose and how you want to take that. Right. Um, you know, you can choose to go the negative route and you can choose to go the positive route. And, um, you know, something that I learned a long time ago was, um, you know, kind of the importance in in pulling the positive out of every situation. So in, in my life, I have faced just as many um, stumbles as I have in, um, in successful steps forward. But in that, you know, Every when you win, you don't always the uh, the errors or the um, you know the the missteps that you had along the way aren't always evident. And um, but when you when you take a step back, when you lose, when you um, have misfortune, you know those things are are a bit more glaring in in um, in that aspect. So um, you know, to me, the the losses are in in one way or another a little more important in taking those learning experiences um you know than as opposed to uh, always being on the winning side Definitely. And it's so funny because I think about uh, when I first got to the position um, that that at Grand Valley and being a director of academic services for the athletic department, I remember, you know, you were one of one of my 
first students um, that that dates you a little bit, but one of my first students. And I remember I used to always have to get on you, not academically. I used to have to get on you because I used to say, man, why are you always in study table and your boys never in study table? And you don't even have to be in study table, but you bring your butt to study table. When you going to bring your friends to study table? I ask that question. <laughs> I say that because how important is it um, with your group, with the people you surround yourself with? Oh, it's everything, you know, as, as the old saying goes, you know, if you want to, um, you know, tell the character or know something about somebody, look at their closest friends or, you know, the people they spend the most time with. So, uh, you know, that's that's something that my mom, you know, instilled in me as a as a young child. So um, I've always been, you know, conscious of the company I keep. Definitely. And you mentioned mom and I, I knew you was going to go there because I, that's one of the reasons I didn't have to say too much, because all I had to do is say, what would your mom say? And everything was corrected. Everything was corrected. Why is that? Why was it me just saying those words or you're hearing those words? What is it about mom that made you want to do the right thing and continue to progress on? Man, it's just uh, man. If she listening to this, mom, uh, big credit to you. Um but no, like, you know, from one of my first uh, learning experiences that I can remember um, when, when facing uh, adversity, uh, I was in the uh, sixth grade. So uh, back when I was in elementary school, um, elementary school ended at the sixth grade. So it wasn't, you know, sixth didn't begin middle school. It was, you know, that was the last year in elementary school. So uh, when I was in the fifth grade, we had a school basketball team. We went through that year. We lost every game. Um, you know, I, I had fun, you know, out there playing with my friends. Um, you know, it was cool. I said, oh, you know, we'll do better next year. About midway through uh, through our season next year, lost every game. So we're at about 0-4, 0-5 or something like that. And uh, I, I was a pretty good player at the time, but just, just very frustrated with losing. You know, you uh, go to practice every week. You put in the work during the weekend. You're not get, uh, reaping those benefits or you're not seeing those results, um, you know, when it comes to game time. And uh, I remember um, telling her one day, like, you know, I'm, I'm done. Like, mm. you know what I'm saying? I, I don't want to play anymore. I can, you know, go play for a summer league team or go play for the Y or something like that. And I'll never forget this conversation. She mm. told me, no. She said, no, you're not quitting. You made a commitment to yourself and to your teammates at the beginning mm. of the year to be there and to show up, um, you know, and, and it's a basketball is a team sport. So no, you're not going to quit and, you know, let yourself or your teammates down. So man, I was just like, I remember being a kid and I was just so frustrated. Like, you know, I'm the like, how are you going to tell me I can't quit? Like, you know, it's, 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 if this something I want to do, you know, I should be able to do it. But you know, at that age, you know, mom, mom knows best. So, yes. um, you know, just moving forward, I've always, you know, that's been something that's always stuck with me is, you know, the importance of, you know, being a team player and uh, sacrifice and, um, you know, having the uh, the grit, I would say, to uh, stick through the bad times just as good as the good times. Okay. Okay. So, so great lesson that mom taught you, right? Commitment, being committed, being committed. And so it's funny how you continue to talk about how, you know, it's not a failure. It's a lesson. And so 
you talked about that lesson that your mom taught you. So so let's fast forward a little bit. So so now you're starting to win some games because now you're going to college. And and I noticed how you threw in there basketball because you used to always tell me how you was a great basketball. <laughs> I, I, I knew before this interview ended that you would throw in how you used to dominate on the court. And, 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 and that's fine. But but it's funny because um, you graduated with what degree? Uh, business management. Business management. And so how important, because we all have friends and people we hang around that maybe they take an easier major. Not saying that that was the most rigorous, but it's pretty rigorous, right? And and so you have friends and, and people who you knew who maybe took easier majors. What made you stick with that particular major and say, no, I'm going to do this? Because there's a certain GPA that you must maintain as well. So walk me through that. Um, it, it, it wasn't easy, um, you know, through uh, through the help, you know, of, of great faculty members like you, uh, Lee Brownlee at the time. Uh, it was, you know, it was definitely a team effort effort to get uh, to the finish line. But, um, you know, athletes, college athletes in particular, you know, we face so many, you know, um, difficulties that, you know, that everybody, you know, the, the don't really have a grasp of. You know, I remember, um, you know, at Grand Valley uh, specifically, we weren't allowed to, um, you know, schedule class between one and six because everybody knows that those are football hours unless, you know, you are a graduate and, um, you know, you had uh, a class that, you know, they had limited availability and things like that. Um, so just kind of working from that framework, you, you feel like the, the cards are already stacked against you in, the, um, in, a, um, in, in a certain instance. But I think, you know, I always wanted to, uh, to earn a degree that I felt like was going to be worthwhile. And, and, you know, that's that's nothing against um, any other degrees, you know, at the university. I mean, you know, earning a, a degree from a four year university is a uh, is a great accomplishment in itself. But for me personally, um, just knowing the challenges that I faced, um, you know, and the the hurdles that I faced along the way um, in obtaining the business management degree, it meant a lot to me because business was uh, it was something that I was interested in. And, um, you know, to kind of to just, you know, you just go, um, you know, you stick with your journey and, you know, not being so focused on that end goal, but just taking each day in and day out and, you know, pushing yourself uh, through that day. It, uh, it meant the world. I love it. And one of the key things that you said in there. So, you know, you got a lot of people who think maybe this major is easier than this. And I think it's all about passion. It's all about what do you purpose to do? Because what might be easy for some might be difficult for others. Right. And so I love how you kind of um, articulated that, 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 you know, for you, this was your your path. And you talked about how, you know, for others, that was their path. And to earn a degree to stay along that journey, that's the important part. So going through that journey that you just spoke about, I'm sure you had some, as you call it, learning experiences. Tell me about something tough that you had to make a decision to not do something, because I think a lot of times we focus on and that was really the, the 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 reason I wanted to have this type of show is because we always talk about the success that people have, but we never talk about what they had to go through to to obtain that success. So talk about some things that you had to learn from in order to get to where you are now. Ooh, so many things. Um, you know, I, I'll, I'll be quite honest. My uh, my first semester, um, you know, at, at Grand Valley, I was living in, uh, I want to say, Robinson Hall, maybe. Um, you know, that first semester is a wake-up call. Um, you know, from, you know, I don't think I was the most prepared uh, coming into into uh, the college atmosphere. 
Uh, you know, it's much different. You don't have mom, you know, knocking on your door, waking you up. Um, my first semester, um, I believe my GPA was a 1.8. And that was a huge wake-up call. Um, you know, I, uh, Chuck Martin, you know, was the coach at the time, you know, brought me in the office. I had to have that talk with coach and, you know, some of the assistant coaches. And um, at that point, uh, me and my mother sat down and, you know, uh, I wasn't living in her house at that point, so um, you know I was I wasn't grown yet, but you know I still I, I wasn't a kid anymore. So we just you know that we had a you know a, a grown folks talk, you know mm-hmm. as uh, as uh, you know as we like to say, and um, you know she kind of just like you know this can go one of two ways. Uh, you can learn you know from your mistakes and improve on those things moving forward, or you can, um, you know, you can learn how to live with regret later on. Mm. I mean, even, you know, um, something that I remember that you used to say is, um, I can't remember verbatim, but something along the lines of you have to understand that uh, the next five years Mm. of your life will dictate the next 50 years of your life. Mm -hmm. So just little, a bunch of little tidbits like that, you know, kind of, uh, you know, definitely were, um, you know, sewn deep in me to, um, you know, to kind of make me realize in that moment, you know, that I, I don't want to be kicked out of school. You know, I don't I don't I don't want to, you know, be out on the street and, um, you know, be singing my woulda, shoulda, coulda mm-hmm. um, or anything like that. So just from from that standpoint, um, moving forward, I told myself that, you know, whatever I needed to do, whatever sacrifices that was, you know, whether it was hanging out with friends, um, you know, just doing whatever um, that I needed to um, have a, a bigger emphasis on uh, on my studying. Definitely. And, and, and let me just say this, too, because I want you to touch on this. And you said a more of an emphasis on your studying. So I, I mentioned earlier, you didn't even have to have study table and you would go to study table. And I remember having the conversation with you and you I remember you telling me one time that, you know, you can play the games after you're done doing what you have to do. So you said mom and, and different people, but how did you really just start getting that mindset? Like, like, was there something that clicked? Was there something that said, you know what, if I do this, I can enjoy this even more. Was there Um, something? Yeah, it was, honestly, it was, it was a mixture of things. Um, I think a a huge portion of my work ethic was, was gained on the athletics field. Mm. Um, and in high school in Grand Rapids, I was always the biggest person. So, um, you know, to that degree, I, I don't think I necessarily had to work as hard to uh, to gain certain accomplishment or certain feats um, in high school. But once I got to college and I saw, you know, what was around me, uh, the work ethic, the foundation that that those older players had laid that, um, like I said, it wanted me to be a part of that. And, you know, when you find a purpose uh, that's bigger than you. And you see an accomplishment or, you know, a goal, whether it's, you know, you see somebody starting there or, you know, somebody's lifting a certain amount of weights and you set that goal and you meet that goal. Mm. From then, it's just you just keep leveling up, leveling up, leveling up. And you you kind of grow an attitude um, within your work ethic is to never to never be satisfied. Mm. So once you meet one goal, you, you know, then another one comes on, then another one comes on. You just keep stacking them up, stacking them up, stacking them up. And uh, just don't look back. Definitely. We were talking about um, today, I was talking about with some colleagues, I was saying how I think a lot of times, and, and you tell me if I'm right or wrong about this, but if athletes knew 
all the things and I've had the, the privilege of on this on this podcast interview a lot of athletes, professional athletes. And if athletes only knew the things that they were learning on the field, on the court, on the diamond, how that's so transferable in life. And if they started to really understand that, to reframe it, they could not not be successful in every endeavor when you start using that. So when you said, you know, the things that you're learning that, you know, leveling up. And so all of these different things that athletes have to do, right? Because discipline, right? So I tell my son all the time where I don't, have you when before he started really just getting in the weight room and now I can't get him out the weight room. But before I told him, I said, it's not about you running a mile a day. You're going to run a mile a day, but it's more important to me that you're getting up to do it, even when you don't feel like doing it. So what discipline, what type of things have you learned? Because you talked a little bit about it. But what are some other things that sports have taught you? I mean, you said it, discipline. It's it's working when when nobody else is watching. It's, you know, once you um, once you set that goal, you know, you have to understand that each day you're either going to take a step towards that goal or away from that goal. And uh, for me, you know, just getting in that uh, that the repetition of, you know, I want to but, but when I wake up in the morning from when I put my head on that pillow at night, I want to take steps towards my goal. And from then on, you know, whatever that goal is, you know, you set your criteria, you make a plan and you go from there. Mm, okay. Okay. And so I want to fast forward a little bit and then we'll go back to 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 the NFL part. But I want to fast forward to what you're doing now and how athletics and your professional career, but how it's prepared you for what you're doing now. So uh, I, I don't know if we had this conversation yet, but I just uh, I just graduated in May. Uh, I, I heard. I Congratulations. Tweet, so yes. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So uh, so I graduated in May um, and now I'm working um, with an athletic agency. Uh, we um, are uh, college licensing representatives for uh, for different universities. Um, so it's I mean, it, it's the, my athletics background has basically uh, just provided me with every tool that I could possibly need um, at, you know, I think in my career now versus anything that I would be doing based on, uh, based on, you know, the commitment, the discipline, the work ethic, the sacrifice, um, you know, every, every job, you know, has different skills that, uh, you know, that, that are required to, you know, to perform that job. But if you have a core set of, um, you know, of tools that that, um, you know, that, that you have on, on your tool belt, so to speak, then uh, I think, you know, you can uh, transfer those tools in, into any career. OK. OK. So so senior year, about to graduate with a business degree and <laughs> you go you go have a, a heck of a workout session with with your agents and everything and you come back. So talk to me about pro day. And and what pro day is um, is is where where a lot of NFL athletes trying to go to that next level. Um, co- former college um, athletes are getting prepared to to showcase themselves. And so, tell me, you talked about the discipline, the work that went in to get you prepared for that particular moment. And what was your mindset going into your pro day? Hunger, hunger. I. Um... And I still remember as uh, because I graduated in December uh, from uh, from Grand Valley 
And, you know, after that time, um, you know, it's kind of the, the courting process is going on a little bit with agents. And I, I mean, I, I still remember that this like it was yesterday. Um, I talked to a bunch of agents and, um, you know, I don't know if the listeners know, you know, you know how, how that process goes. So, you know, you you uh, you know, you play your last game in college immediately after that. You start training for, you know, the combine pro day, what have you. And, um, you know, the Division II uh, landscape is a lot different than Division One players. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Division Two, you know, you, there are a lot of agents out there, you know, who are willing to represent Division Two athletes, but um, not a lot are willing to invest in them. And, you know, the investment comes in the housing, the training, um, you know, the equipment, you know, all, all these things cost. And, you know, it's you, you, you kind of understand it to, you know, to a certain extent in, you know, they want to invest their money in what they consider a, a, a sure, you know, lot come, you know, come the NFL draft. Um, but, you know, for me, you know, it was, it was, you know, no question in my mind that, you know, if, if I got my shot that I was going to take it. So uh, when I uh, went away, I was uh, trained in Canton, Michigan um, every day, like every day I got there, like I just, you know, I was hungry to to uh to to do better to be better you know really had a chip on my shoulder to for every you know agent or scout or you know what have you that um you know that didn't think I would make it uh to really prove them wrong and um and and show them so when I got around in my pro day um you know we it it was no surprise to us to um my trainer and I that uh that I ran and uh performed as well as I did because that I mean those it's repetition those are things that we practice over and over and over and over. So once we got there, it was, you know, it was, that was the easy part. Okay. So you just used the word repetition. Why is repetition so important as it pertains to purpose and doing what it is that, that, that you say you want to do? Why is repetition important? It's practice. I mean, it's, it's, it's not by, it's not a coincidence that, you know, the, the best thing, you know, the, I don't know if you saw the, the last dance, but, um, uh, you know, they showed Michael Jordan and they showed his practices, which, you know, it, uh, for people that, you know, have never been in a professional uh, team atmosphere, you know, it might have been a little shocking. Um, but, you know, when once you see the uh, importance that, you know, the athletes put in practice, because, you know, again, the old saying goes, you know, you practice hard um, so the games are easy. And that's, you know, as, as real as it gets. You have to put yourself it's really about making yourself uncomfortable. You make yourself uncomfortable on a day in and day out process. So once you get, you know, on uh, to your game day and, you know, the lights are bright that you're not worried because, you know, the things that you've done to prepare yourself for that moment can far exceed anything that you would um, you know, physically or mentally go through in that moment. So the preparation, the preparation. I love it. All right. So Absolutely. so now you prepare, you do phenomenal. And so now you get this shot, that shot you was talking about. So now you get into camp because you mentioned it. You said Division two is different than Division one. Division one is divi- different than Division three. But when you have that desire, that heart, that passion, that purpose, that supersedes a lot. Right. And so now you're in this camp with these Division One other rookies um, that that you got to prove yourself to make that roster, right? And so, how was that process? Um, it was it, it was tough. Uh, um, so you know, while work ethic is um, you know it's of the utmost importance to me, I believe the other side of that is confidence. 
Mm. Um, so th- to me, those two things together are what propels somebody to go from one level to the next level. And once I got to training camp, I knew that I put the work in. So that gave me the confidence to know that I had the ability to perform. So from that point, it was just going out and doing it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so I, I had a bit of a different experience of than most uh, NFL rookies. So, you know, most NFL rookies, you go through the draft process, you have your rookie mini camp, OTAs, and then you have, uh, you know, fall camp. Uh, I uh, came out during the lockout year, so we didn't have we didn't have anything. There was the draft, and there was nothing for um, I don't know three months or so. And then all of a sudden, they uh, come to a um, to the deal with the uh, with the CBA, the NFL and NFLPA strike a deal. Training camps the next day. So, you know, we were gone. We hadn't had any playbooks or anything like that. So from that standpoint, it was, a uh, you know, it was a bit of a, you know, drinking from wire, uh, water hose, um, you know, kind of deal where you're just soaking up as much information as possible. But I truly believe that my preparation and um, the confidence that I was able to to have within myself based based upon my preparation, I feel like that catapulted me you know, to uh, to put myself in a position to make that roster. Okay, so now you make the roster. And so now you're on this team. What team was it? Uh, Jacksonville. Okay, so, so Jacksonville Jaguars, huh? And so mm-hmm. who was your running back at the time? Uh, Maurice Jones-Drew. I know, I know where you're going with I, well, well, I know you know where I was going with this. So um, Cam comes back to my office and, and I love all my guys. I love them to death. And, and he comes back to my office and that's when he won. So you're on the offensive line. You play what position? Uh, tackle. Okay. And so he plays running back and he did he win the rushing title that year? Or? He did. He did. Yep. Okay, so he won the wrestling title and he got all this because we always hear about this, you know, us who, you know, don't play, you know, at that level or whatnot, even though I could have played at that level. I bet not hear no laughter coming out of. Okay, cool. I didn't hear no laughter. Good. I just see a smile on the Zoom call, but um, could have played at that level. Just, you know, discipline and, and commitment, everything that he talked about. But anyway, um, he comes back and, and he had this watch, this Gucci watch, and he knows I'm a watch guy. I'm watching a shoe guy. And 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 he he gave me the watch and he, and he said it was too small for him and that's the reason why he gave it but I think he gave it because you know he's one of my guys and knows I'm a watch guy and a, but that's that's I digress so you win so you do that so here we go Cam so from Jacksonville what happened in Jacksonville to where you weren't playing for Jacksonville anymore because remember I need to talk about all aspects because I need our listeners to hear because I, I've I said this in other interviews where you know we talk about Michael Jordan and we only talk about how he didn't make the basketball team right and and from not making the basketball team he now becomes the greatest basketball player ever we don't hear about the in between Jordan don't tell us the many shots that he had to take at the park Jordan don't tell us when it was snowing when it was raining how he was out there. Jordan don't tell us how his friends probably talked about him and said, man, what you doing, man? And he said, I'm going to take these shots. And they said, man, you ain't even no good, man. You ain't even no good. But Jordan knew in his heart that's what he's supposed to do. So Jacksonville, what happens? 
Um, so, um, you know, go through, that was my rookie season was 2011. So we fast forward to 2014. Um, in the spring of 2014, I, uh, I signed a, um, a contract extension with the, uh, with the Jaguars, um, move into fall camp, uh, fall camp that year. I didn't have a great camp out, out of every, uh, year that I played, that was probably my worst camp, uh, just battled some injuries. It was just, you know, kind of, uh, just dealing with a lot. Um, in that, um, you know, in that time, um, first two games of the season, I, I just didn't, I just didn't play well. Um, you know, I won't make any excuses for it. Uh, I just didn't get the job done. And after the, uh, after the second game that season, um, I got called in and uh, I got released. Mm-hmm. So once you got released and, 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 and if you feel like sharing or if you how did you feel? Because I, I had a conversation with another interview that we did and, and, and he works for an NFL team. And one of the things that he talked about was having the conversations with with the, the rookies that don't make it or the people who get cut, you know, and, and, and you said and I love it. You just got your master's degree. You light up when you talk about the things you're doing now. So um, I'm sure at that time you weren't feeling the way you're feeling now. But at that time, what were some things that you had to learn from that situation? Um, that was, I will say that was my first instance when I realized, when I truly, truly realized that the NFL is a business. Um, mm. so up until that point, you know, I, like I said, being in, uh, from high school to college, you know, now the pros that, uh, you know, you know, you don't really hear, you hear about people getting kicked off the teams and things like that, but, uh, not too many players getting cut from a college team. And, you know, there were hundreds of players, you know, uh, released and waived uh, during my time in Jacksonville. But up until that point, you know, it, it really didn't hit home. And once that happened, I realized, I said, you know, it, it, this 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 thing is a business. Mm-hmm. And um, mentally, I, you know, I didn't I, I knew, you know, like I, I, I'm always truthful with myself and I, um, you know, I may not have agreed with it, but I understood from there, from the team standpoint, you know, and why they uh, went the route that they, um, you know, that they went in. And um, I, I never allowed my uh, my confidence to waver or anything like that. But once you know you face that um, that hurdle, it kind of puts things I'll, I'll say in perspective a little bit, and you know how quick you can have something one day, and how quick that thing can be gone the next day. Mm. You mentioned something while you were talking. You said truth. How important is it to be truthful with yourself? Oh, I, I mean, I, I think it's that that's everything. At the end of the day, in, you know, whether it's, you know, your athletic career, you know, your personal career with your, you know, at home with family and things like that, I, I think it's always important. Um, you know, to to stay in in your truth, and mm-hmm. you know, you know, your truth is different than mine. Is different, you know, than my neighbors. Is different than you know anybody. I, I but I think it's I think it's important to um, you know, to be real and and to be honest. Um, you know, in in uh, me personally, in my thoughts, and um, just in the way I conduct myself, and to not um, you know, to not live on any uh, false dreams or false hopes or you know, something that somebody might have told me or, or this, that, and the third, but uh, to, um, you know, to stay in touch with, uh, you know, with my, uh, it's, it's a little bit of my uh, yoga 
meditating kind of uh kind of side of me right now but it's important to to stay in line and stay in tune with uh you know with kind of uh stay interconnected with uh you know with 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 who you are inside definitely definitely and 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 i think the great thing about all these interviews i'm doing is all of this transferable right it's not just for nfl athlete or or a college student or a business it applies to everything you just mentioned you know that truth being you know being a husband that truth being a father that truth being so truth is truth and we're all in our truth and how we present that to the world and i think the easiest thing for us to do is to lie to ourselves and not be authentic and so mm-hmm. so now you 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 you're not on jacksonville so now what happened tell me the next part of your journey um, so just, uh, moving forward, I, uh, so from then it's, you know, you're in constant, uh, contact with the agent, you, cause it was like, I think it was after the second or third game. So, you know, we're, uh, we're just, you know, in the rat race trying to, um, you know, you, you're watching the games and see, you know, when somebody goes down, who has a spot to fill and things like that. So, uh, so from then I, um, I, like maybe the next, uh, I think it was a week or two after that, I, I signed with Atlanta. Um, and I was uh, there for uh, the rest of that year and uh, went uh, from then I went to Arizona. Then I went to Dallas. Dallas was the uh, the last team that I played for in 2016. OK, so when 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 the calls start stop coming, what was the mm-hmm. thought process then? When was it finally like, all right, it's time for me to use these experiences that I've had? All these experience that I've been a part of from 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 being in elementary when I was this phenomenal basketball player. I wanted to throw that in for you um, to, to, <laughs> to the things that I learned. So when was it? OK, now I need to start the next part of my journey, which includes all of these things that I experienced. Right. So uh, to be honest with you, like those thoughts, I would say after Atlanta, those those thoughts, you know, were things that, you know, when you're a rookie or a younger guy, you have people come into the locker room and, uh, you know, have speeches and, you know, tell you, uh, you know, to look into X, Y, and Z. But when you're young, you know, those things don't resonate. Um, and once I got a little older, those things started to make more sense. So uh, while I was still playing, um, I remember uh, one um, guy from the NFLPA uh, coming in and uh, telling us that uh, that they conduct uh, externships. So after um after uh the i was i was on injury reserve with dallas but after that season in 2017 i um reached out to the nflpa um to kind of um you know see what was out there as far as the externship program and i uh i ended up um taking that externship program with company fanatics uh who i'm uh who i'm currently with now okay so so everything that happened got you in the position that you're in now so you listen. So you finally got to the point where you listen. Right. And so because um, you said when when they're young and you just you think you're going to play forever. Right. And so how important was and how important is the relationships that you're developing now? Because as we look backwards and connect the dots backwards, as I heard Steve Jobs say one time during a, um, a commencement speech that he did, he talked about the importance of connecting the dots backwards. So how important what are those relationships and cultivating those relationships? I'll be honest, relationships are everything. Um, And that's, you know, from when you are, uh, you know, when when you're in high school, making those connections with those teachers to professors or what have you, anybody on campus in college to everybody that you meet in the pros. And um, 
it I've, I've done a pretty good job. I won't say a great job, but I've done a pretty good job of maintaining relationships just solely based on uh, just who I am as a person. Um, and um, I, I've learned the importance a long time ago in uh, in how you treat people. I've um, again back to my mom. Um, she instilled in me at a, at a young age that people won't always remember your name, but people will never forget how you treat them. Um, so I've always kind of conducted myself in that, um, in that instance, because you, you never know when you need somebody. So when you, you know, when you're an NFL player, you know, you feel like you're on top of the world, it's, it's easier for somebody, you know, in those shoes to, uh, kind of look down on people and, um, you know, to think, you know, that, you know, that you're the, uh, high and almighty. But uh, but it's important. It's more important. And, you know, when you're on top than ever to, um, you know, to, to begin to cultivate those relationships. And, um, you know, some of the best advice that I got was my uh, player development director at the time. Uh, he, he said to just, you know, in the offseason, while you have a little bit more time uh, to just talk to people, um, you know, when, when your neighbor's outside and they want to talk, talk ball and stuff like that, have time. Ask them what they do for a living. Uh, you know, uh, get business cards from people, um, you know, set up, you know, tell people you, um, you know, try to, you know, go have coffee with people on their off time and things like that. Start to uh, cultivate relationships outside of sports. So, um, you know, when that time comes, which every athlete, you know, will um, at, at some some um, day they will, you know, they won't be able to put the pads on. Uh, you, you know, those are the relationships that, um, you know, that you can lean on uh, outside of sports. Definitely something that um, and I'm not trying to get morbid on you, but but this is the reality. Right. We all have this contract mm-hmm. of where we're going to end up. And so if on your what do you want people to say about you? So, you know, we, lo- we lost we lost Kobe. Right. And, and, and I remember when I got the news about Kobe and and. Couldn't believe it. You know, I had to look at several different, like everybody, right? Nah, nah, they just playing. And and then then it hit that, man, Kobe's gone, right? And so, But we're all going to end up there. What do you want people to say about you, Cam? Ooh, man, that's a loaded question. Um, if 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 nothing else, I, I would like, um, you know, the, the people that, you know, that, that uh, had the opportunity to, uh, you know, to share the uh this this time with me to uh you know say that i'm um i'm loyal um you know i am um as committed to them um you know as i am to to anything else in my life that i am uh that i'm you know loving faithful um and that i um oof man i don't know that's 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 a loaded question um but but and i still think that you know i am uh, still laying down my foundation of, of, you know, what I want to be and who I want to be remembered as. Um, so I don't know, man, that's, that's uh, definitely going to be something for me to, uh, for me to think about here after, uh, after we're done. Definitely. Definitely. So um, if you think about, if you think about all the experiences that you've learned, all the experiences that you've been through, I want you to think about yourself. Now you have a chance to go through this time machine and you get a chance to talk to that little seven-year-old, six-year-old you, what type of um, advice would you give that little person? Ooh. Um, I, if, if I could go back and uh, talk to a younger me, I would 
um, instilled because I, I've all like I said, I've always had, um, you know, the importance of commitment. I haven't always been as um, cognizant of the importance of competing mm. and, um, you know, in, in any aspect and, you know, competing to, uh, you know, to, to run down the street, to, uh-huh. um, you know, play checkers, play chess, you know, uh-huh. you play playing spades with your family, uh-huh. but to, uh, to, to really, to really compete, I would mm-hmm. say that that's something that, uh, you know, just being honest with myself, that's something that I truly didn't internally develop until I got to Grand Valley. Okay. So so why is competing so important to you now? Um, it's to me, you, you have to know why. You have to for in anything you do in life, you have to know why. Um and if you know, if, if you don't know why you're doing something, I think you should question in why you're doing it. But um, you know, when you find your reason why, uh so so for me. Uh, playing football, I I loved uh, I love to um, you know to I love to be a part of a team, and I love to uh, to compete to to go against uh, you know defensive. It, it was it's like a game within a game almost, and um, it, it's it's a chess match. But you really have to uh, you just have to I, I, man, it's tough it's tough to put in words, but. If you're not there, you know, if, you, if you're not going to compete, then I, I, depending on what it is, but I, you know, I, I ask, you know, what, what are you there for? Um, if you're not willing to, um, and, and it's not, maybe competing isn't, uh, isn't the best word, but being a hundred percent, um, you know, when I'm spending time with my family, I challenge myself to be present to, okay. you know, to put my phone down, put my electronics down. Uh, to be there. So really, really in totality, I think what I'm saying is uh, to be 100 um, percent, you know, into whatever that thing is that you're doing. Give it your all. OK, so be 100 percent into it. Um, speaking of competition, um, you at tackle, Judon at defensive end. Does he get a sack on you? No. No, not at all. You know, no. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, Matthew Man, Judon, Judon. Yeah, Matthew Judon uh starting defensive end for the uh, for the Baltimore Ravens and they both um came from Grand Valley State University and so love to see that matchup, you know, different matchups that we always talk about. And so the old the, the old ready to go um Cam at his prime against Matthew Judon, that would be quite the matchup, quite the matchup when you talk about I'm going to need some new knees for that. <laughs> the knees bad now. Also, oh, now y'all know what I'm saying. Now y'all know what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> so, so I don't want to take up too much more time because I'm really enjoying this, and you know me, I could talk forever. But I do have a few more questions that I want to ask you because I want to make sure that 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 our audience really just understands this thing that we're talking about, which which you kind of kind of shifted and kind of pivoted when I said um, interviewing the world's most successful failures, but you look at failure differently. You look at failure as an opportunity to learn something from. And that's what we mean by this whole, you know, failing forward and understanding that in failure, there's truly a lesson, which you talked about learning those lessons, those different nuggets that you you gather through life experiences. And so you go on and and and, and I just said congratulations not too long ago, but Why'd you go get a master's degree, sir? Why'd you go get a master's degree? Which I knew you always was going to go back and get a master's degree. But why was that important to you? Um, so 
I mean, it, it, there's there's a billion reasons why. Um, I mean, like I said, I, I've always um, had an interest in business. Um, I was presented with an opportunity to, um, you know, to to go back and uh, and get a a degree at a graduate um, at the graduate level um, for you know for for pretty pretty good deal. So I had to I had to jump on that. But um, really, for me, it was it was another challenge. Mm. Um, you know, like I said, when I um I, I was done playing in 2016, uh, 2017 rolled around. I was uh, still rehabbing a little bit, but um you know I was looking for that next challenge. Um you know one thing like I said before that you know you learn from um you know from your missteps and from your mistakes, but the most important part about making a mistake is is having the faith and the confidence to take that step forward. Um so. No matter what happens, you know, once you go forward, you can learn from that. But, you know, if you're always hesitant and too scared and to, uh, you know, and, and never have the confidence to take that step off the porch, you know, then how will you grow? How will you learn? So uh, for me, I, I saw uh, getting my MBA as a as a challenge uh, with myself, um, you know, to uh, to see something that, you know, after spending uh, five years in the NFL, I was so far mentally removed from the academic world, but I saw that as a as a challenge uh, within myself um, to uh, to get better and to, you know, it's something that, um, you know, that I obviously, you know, it, it has a professional rewards and things like that, but um, I, I just wanted to, uh, to, to challenge myself and like back to that competing thing. It was uh, something that I, um, you know, that I've saw as a uh, as a competition um that i wanted to uh, to take part in definitely so did it take added discipline to be able to do it at this age to to now get back into the academic mindset so did it take any discipline to to wake up and get this done absolutely it was um i mean it was many many uh, early mornings and long nights and uh weekends just um you know uh sacrifice plans and trips and things like that um but, you know, after uh, being a college athlete and a professional athlete, you know, those aren't things that, um, you know, that I believe, you know, that people that live that lifestyle are used to that. So I think, uh, you know, being a professional athlete definitely uh, gave me a leg up and um, being willing to to put that work in and put that time in, um, you know, when uh, nobody else was watching, I would say um, to, um, you know, to, to meet that end goal. Definitely. A um, couple more questions. And, and one that I want to tackle because you keep mentioning it. So I think I'd be remiss to not to not bring it up in this conversation is you keep mentioning that word sacrifice. Why is sacrifice so important to ultimately get to your purpose, your goals, your dreams? Because that's a great question. Um, in anything that's that's worthwhile. In, in in most things that 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 are worthwhile, um, you know, you have to you have to uh, go through obstacles to get to it. In 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 athletics, you know, I had to sacrifice, you know, partying and uh, you know whatever uh, extracurricular activities there there are, you know, on the college campus to uh, to focus on my goal. And um, in, in my opinion, any anything worthwhile takes it takes sacrifice because there are a million or in one, you know, people out there that want, you know, that want something that, uh, you know, that, that, you know, they want to, 
a six-figure salary. They want to become a professional basketball player or, you know, they want a medical degree and things like that. But how many of those people are willing to put the work in uh, that, that those things require? And the answer is not not everybody. I mean, I, I, I don't know the, you know, the exact answer, but not not everyone that uh you know that has those goals or has those dreams or has those wants you know has these uh same uh fortitude to um you know to to put the work in that that those things require and uh, i think um you know from like i said from my uh younger days at uh at grand valley and um you know having the um the opportunity to win a national championship and to see what that took um, on a day in and day out uh, basis, it uh, definitely helped um, kind of mold my uh, perspective on, you know, uh, what it takes to to be the best, so to speak. Definitely. And you had an opportunity to play with and to play against the best. And so I think about and, and we mentioned this earlier in the conversation, people who you're hanging around. And, and that's one thing that I love about your crew that you hang around, the ones I know, you know, your crew and, and you guys push each other. What are what are I've heard it said before that you'll be as successful as the people you hang around in the conversations that you're having. So do you have friends that you push and that push you? Absolutely. I I ain't sharp as iron, right? Um, so it's it's like I said, it's everything I and I don't want to take this too deep, but I um you know, I've come to um to the mindset uh I tell myself all the time don't fall in love with the destination, fall in love with the journey. Mm -hmm. So uh, when I'm, when I was, you know, at school getting my MBA, it's, you know, it wasn't so much the end goal of getting the MBA that, um, you know, that I was looking most forward to. It was the day in and day out grind. And, um, you know, the, the, I don't want to say the, the personal accomplishment that I say I felt, you know, in those instances where, you know, I, I, you know, had to, you know, get up early or stay up late to finish a paper and things like that. It's those moments where, you know, you, uh, you know, the odds are kind of stacked against you and you feel like it's going to take, you know, you where you're going to have to move a mountain to, um, you know, to get something complete where, uh, where you come out and you finish that. And now you're on the other side and you like, you know, like it just breeds confidence inside of you. So I think um, me and my friends alike, you know, we are always looking to challenge the other person because if I challenge you and you grow, uh, I'm expecting you to do the same for me. And that's how we kind of play that off of each other. And, uh, you know, if what good is it, is it for me, you know, to to go this far and to leave you behind? You know, and that's that, that loyalty aspect yeah. of it is, you know, I, I want you to come and eat this fruit with me. I don't I don't want to, you know, eat it by myself. So. You know what I'm saying? Like each one, teach one. Definitely. I think about I think about the successful people. We see it in LeBron and Mav, right? We see it in mm-hmm. in J. Cole. He talks about it, right? And so Jay-Z. And, 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 and so you see these successful people who have these people around them and they push each other. I, I once heard how 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 Steve Jobs and and, and 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 Bill Gates and they would go away to different islands and just sharpen each other, right? And just talk about different things that they're interested in and different things that they're doing. And I know you have a new endeavor with a few of your friends that y'all doing on Amazon, right? <laughs> and so um yeah. so 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 I think about those type of things, right? Is is 
is who's pushing you. Because once again, you'll be successful as the people you hang around and the conversations you're having. And so I think that's for everyone. Once again, I keep saying young people, old people, because we all experience it. And we all have to make that decision to determine whether our life is going to remain the same where we do nothing that makes us uncomfortable or do we finally get around people who can push us and not just be our bobblehead and just tell us that we're doing good when we know we're not doing good because that doesn't help us. And so I appreciate what I witness and what I see from from you and your friends pushing each other. And y'all always have d- done that. You and that that one guy who I can't stand either named Rob Carlisle. But, um, <laughs> you know, y'all have always done that. So so who you hang around is, is important, you would say? Oh, absolutely. It's, again, like being truthful to yourself. And, you know, if you have a bunch of people that, you know, that are, quote unquote, yes, man, you know, maybe you have to ask yourself why. You know, why is it that I don't have people around me that are willing to challenge me? Like, what is that? And what does that say about me? And, you know, where am I going? You know, if I'm if I'm that way today, where will I be in the future around this same environment? So, uh, yeah, somebody like Rob, man, it's my it's my 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 brother, man. He uh, since uh, we didn't we didn't start off with the best relationship, but uh, man, we became roommates and uh, our relationship really blossomed from there. But. He's somebody that, um, you know, that I talk to, uh, you know, quite often. And, um, you know, it's, it's not always buddy, buddy. You know, sometimes, you know, we are challenging each other. And um, and that's uh, kind of to get the best out of somebody. It's, you know, what good am I doing for you if I allow, um, you know, mediocre to uh, to to just fly? If, if I'm not expecting you know, the best from you, then what kind of friend am I being? Definitely, definitely. So as we wrap up, I want to say once again, you know, this is the Purpose Lab and and we're on a mission to interview the world's most successful failures. And I think the nuggets, not I think, the nuggets that you gave our listening audience, man, is is so valuable. And I always say when, when, when we're doing these interviews and the people that we bring on to the show, it's people who I know who ex- experienced some things and they were able to reframe it to understand that it's not happening to them, it's happening for them. And so everything that you talked about, connecting the dots backwards is things that built up, you mentioned the, the toolbox, right? Your tool belt, all these different things that, that, that helped you not only have in your life when you come in front of nails and all you have is a hammer that's all it's going to be useful for but i see you have the pliers i see you have the wrench i see you have the table saw all of these different things that can allow you to build this mountain worth of experience that i love that you're giving it to others i love that you're talking to others i love that you're using the talents the situations the things you've been through to help others and so i appreciate you for that i appreciate you um just being willing to learn, willing to grow. And I appreciate you being a guest on the Purpose Lab, sir. Man, I appreciate it. Thanks for the time. It was, man, it's, it's I can, I, we can keep going if you want to. I got plenty of time. But, uh, no, I, I definitely enjoyed it. Uh, man, you brought back some some old memories I haven't thought about in a while. But uh, no, it was definitely fun. And I uh, hope the listeners enjoy Definitely. And so as we close, what's your superpower? perseverance Mm. how so perseverance uh i I think you know i i have faced many times in my life where quitting would have obviously been you know the the easiest way out 
um, to, you know, to, to give up and just, just go do something else. But I feel like, um, you know, the, the, the perseverance and the, uh, the difficult times that I was willing to face head on, uh, always made me better on the other side. Definitely. Definitely. So if you had to sum up all that you learned in the NFL playing at this highest level and not too many people get a chance to do that, you know, we have a bunch of people who play Pop Warner. Then we have even less people that play in high school. Then we have even less people that play in college. But to play at that particular level, it really, really, as you said, took some perseverance. If you had to give me three things that you learned from playing at that level that you would like to tell our audience about, especially these young men who, you know, they got dreams and goals to go to the NFL. But what are the three things that you would say as it pertains to things that you learned about playing in the NFL? Mm-hmm. Um, so first first thing is foremost, compete. Um, compete in everything, you know. Compete at brushing your teeth. Compete at, at eating breakfast. Compete at, you know, eating lunch. Com- compete at uh, writing a paper. Just learn how to compete on a day-in and day-out basis. Learn how to, um, you know, help yourself grow. Mm-hmm. Because if you get complacent, somebody somewhere – you know, it's gonna, you know, they're gonna pass you up. It's, it's just gonna happen. Uh, second thing, as, as I mentioned, was to uh, fall in love with the journey. Um, on, on a day in and day out basis, ask yourself, like, did I get better today? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, be honest, be truthful with yourself. If you, if you didn't, you know, tomorrow when you wake up, get on the right path. And the third thing and last thing is most important is in any endeavor, have fun. If, if you're not, uh, especially, especially in sports, you have to have fun. If, if you lose that, if you lose the passion uh, and you're not having fun anymore, then, you know, at, at that point, it, it might be time to, to move on and uh, look for something else. So um, have fun, um, compete, and fall in love with the journey. And so think about what he just said. Thank you, Cam. But think about what he just said. Those three things are, once again, transferable in your relationships, in your financial goals and your health goals um, in, 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 in every endeavor in life. So I just asked him at that highest level, what are some things that he learned? And that's what I want you to understand. All of my listeners listening is all of those things are transferable because it's truly about living your truth, living your purpose, committing and as he said, brushing your teeth. I appreciate you, Cam. I appreciate you, sir. Appreciate you, appreciate her. This is the Purpose Lab. And we had Cam Bradfield, um, former NFL player, but more than anything, he's a current father, husband, and phenomenal human being who is doing some wonderful things on this planet. So thank you once again, Cam. This is Dr. D.F. Arnold. Remember, you can live ordinary or extraordinary. The choice is yours. Make sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app.